Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about my podcasting system. I'm going to describe to you in detail how I create my podcast from planning to recording to publishing to promotion, and then I want you to steal the entire workflow or at least cherry pick the parts that are going to apply the best to you. As a bonus, even if you're not specifically podcasting, this system is a good basis for any type of audio or video content creation, from blogging to live streaming to just marketing content or lessons for your online course, your membership group. And if you are one who doesn't really want to sit here and frantically take notes, not to fear, every single thing I'm going to talk about today is documented inside my resource library, which you can access for exactly $0. All I'm asking for is your email, and I will put the sign-up link for that library right in the show notes. So let's get to it. I have kind of worked things out into, I have a monthly process and a weekly process. So on a monthly basis, I kind of batch, I batch things in two kind of groups. So the monthly process has five things and number one, two, and three I do together. And then four and five, I generally do together, but I don't do, it's rare for me to do one to five all together at the same time. And I'll explain why as I go. So number one, two, and three, one is to plan topics for the upcoming month. Two is the kind of admin stuff where I create the tasks in my content calendar so I can track what I'm doing. And then number three is to write down some talking points or notes about the topic I want to record on. So I'll sit down and do these all at once as kind of like a planning task. So let's go into a, a tiny bit more detail about each of them. So number one, plan or reevaluate topics for the upcoming month. So technically, I do sometimes like to plan farther ahead. That's, that's my preference. But what I have found, particularly in the year 2020, is that so many things have been happening. I'm constantly having to reevaluate the content I'm putting out on a week by week or month by month basis. So I might have planned for the month, but before that month actually starts, I'll, I'll take another peek and I'll see, okay, these upcoming topics, are they still relevant? Are they still appropriate? Um, is there something else a little bit more timely that maybe I should be putting out? So I'll do that. Sometimes you have to shuffle things around. Sometimes I'll have to last minute create, um, content that doesn't happen too often but I can't say it never happens um, but the more you have planned ahead uh, the easier it is to do things last minute I think we all we all recognize that so that's the kind of high level planning then number two is uh, the admin stuff where I create or update the entries in my content calendar so um, as soon as I have decided to record on a specific topic, I create a task in ClickUp, which is what I'm using 
now for task management and project management and things like that. So it goes into ClickUp into a view that I have for my content calendar so that I can see, I can look at it going forward, see what I have planned out, make sure there's no gaps. Uh, it's easy to drag and drop things if I need to reschedule. And then inside that task is all the subtasks of basically everything else that we're going to talk about in today's episode. So I can keep track of what is and isn't done. Uh, if I'm doing it myself, if I'm having help from my team members, then they can see what has to be done and on what days it has to be done. Uh, and we can get it out for the correct publishing date. Uh, then number three. So number one was kind of the high-level planning. Number three is kind of the mid-level <laughs> planning, I suppose you'd call it. So each episode um, has its own folder in my Google Drive and the, the notes and things each have their own Google Docs. So I have a template that I copy for each episode. Um, the link to the, the folder and the doc are stored in the ClickUp task, so it's super easy to access everything. But when I decide on a topic, I don't just pick a topic and then walk away. Um, I do want to make sure that I get down some basic uh, notes, talking points. It doesn't have to be anything super detailed at this point, but I do want to make sure I don't forget what it was about that specific topic that intrigued me or attracted me or made me think, oh yeah, this is something my people want to hear about. Because uh, in the past, when I didn't do this all as one process, um, I would come up with a great idea and then I would just like toss the idea in there and then I would come back to it a couple weeks later and go, okay, but what was I actually going to talk about? And, and I couldn't remember. So <laughs> I learned that I need to make a few notes as I'm coming up with the topics and those notes, those bullet points, that forms the basis of my show notes. And so sometimes I end up, sometimes I find myself actually writing all the show notes right then. Uh, not always. It depends on uh, how much I'm feeling that particular topic. So I know that some people, you might be thinking, especially if you've uh, done a lot of learning around podcasts, you might be thinking, well, wait, no, you create the show notes after you record the episode. Um, so lots of people do it that way. But I find that I have to get at least some things down in writing before I record. Uh, because what happens, so stream of consciousness recording is not really my forte. Um, I will end up just rambling and going off topic. And so I need those talking points uh, to stay, stay on topic, to make sure I don't forget anything, uh, and to make sure I'm just, you know, not rambling on and on and on. So <laughs> I do need those notes before I start recording. So that one to three, that kind of basic planning process, I do that on a monthly basis. Um, then the next part of it is the actual recording of the episode and the editing, if editing is required. So I mentioned that I don't usually do the recording and the editing at the same time as the planning, 
because I find they require two different states of mind. Um, the I can be in a planning mood and I can like, you know, figure out, oh, here's my next dozen topics and here's what I want to talk about. But to sit down and actually record and edit for me requires a different frame of mind. So generally I will come and record the episodes, you know, like a few days later or a week later and then um, kind of batch those that I've planned all at once. So basically I need to be in a talking mood to sit down and record these episodes. And if I'm not, I don't want to force it because I know from experience from listening to past episodes, if I force it and record episodes where I'm not really feeling in a talky mood, they're just not as good. <laughs> uh, so I record the episode. So the way I record, I've tried a few different things. Um, what I do right now and what I am doing right now is I use Zoom. Uh, you can also use Loom for this same purpose. And why do I use Loom or Zoom? The main reason, like the 99% reason I use them is because you can pause. There is recording software out there. Uh, like you could probably find half a dozen things on your computer that would let you record audio, uh, your computer or your phone. But not all of them will let you pause. And I need to be able to pause in case I lose my train of thought, in case I feel my voice getting scratchy and I want to take a drink, um, in case I need to sneeze or anything like that. I want to be able to pause. And here's the reason why. Because if I can pause now, that's less or no editing I need to do after the fact. And when I started my podcast, my goal was that if I have to do any editing on these episodes before they get published, it's not going to happen. I'm just not going to do the, the podcast at all. So I designed my process in a way to eliminate any editing. Now, these days, because I have a better process in place um, and have a team member who can help me out with some stuff, although I still do the editing, um, I find that I do have a little bit of space um, in terms of actual time and actual mental capacity, I suppose, for doing minor editing. So I'll get into editing in a second. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk about why I use Loom or Zoom. The, the other nice thing about Zoom, um, so if you're a Zoom user and you record meetings, there is a setting that allows you to tell Zoom to give you a separate audio and video file. So you don't need to go back and extract the audio from the video later. It just gives it to you. So that's a little bit of a time saver, which is why um, when I can, I use Zoom. Then the editing. So generally, my preference for editing is just to trim a few seconds off the front and the back if I really have to. Um, if I messed up and there's like a long pause at the beginning or the end, then I'll trim. Um, trimming is a super straightforward, easy thing that almost every uh, video editor, audio editor can do. So 
I will, um, I usually use QuickTime because it's just, it's the default video player on my laptop. So I'll just open it up and trim the beginning and the end, and then I'm good. Now, in a perfect world where you recorded making good use of the pause button, you may not need any editing, not even that brief trim. Uh, and so that, again, that just reinforces why that pause button is so important. Uh, <laughs> now, if I do feel like the episode could use some additional editing, uh, I use a tool called Descript. And I don't, here's, here's the editing that I specifically do. I want to edit out all of the places where I said, um, or where I said, uh, um, and silences longer than a few seconds. So with Descript, uh, I can do that so easily. Before I found Descript, I just left all these things in because audio editing, video editing, can be super, super tedious. And it's not really where I find my joy, but Descript gives me joy because it lets me do this stuff so easily. Like I can literally upload, I'll upload this audio file. I'll tell it to search for the word um, and it finds them all. And then I will say delete all. And then it deletes all of the ums from the audio or video file and I can delete all the seconds. So all that little tedious manual work that I was trying to avoid, I'm still avoiding it by using the script. So that's my, that's my monthly process that I do. The second half of that, and there's a lot more, it's, it's a weekly process and this, this isn't this isn't batched by thing, it's, it's per episode. So this is what I do on a weekly basis per episode. Now, sometimes I'm doing this multiple times a week because I might be prepping multiple episodes. Like for example, if I know I'm gonna be away, then I will do this two or three times in one week to get all those episodes prepped. But generally I don't batch the individual parts of them because as you'll see, as I'm talking about it, it's easier to do these things all at the same time and not split my attention across different topics. So on a weekly basis, I create all of the additional promotional material needed to publish and promote the podcast. So what does that entail? So there is seven, seven basic things. So number one, graphics. Uh, number two, making sure those show notes are actually like finalized and sound nice and getting the episodes online and scheduled and ready to publish. Number three is promotional copy for email and social media. And I do those together and I will tell you why I do that in a second. Uh, the next thing is the actual publishing, uh, because my the podcast has to be published on the podcast host, but I also put it on my website. So there's there's kind of two sub steps in there. Then number five, I call this process usability. 
um, the the idea is to make my podcast more accessible for all my listeners, for people who maybe have hearing difficulties, and then also just to make it easier to go back to and revisit topics after the fact. So that's number five. Number six is the actual scheduling and uploading of the email. And number seven is the actual scheduling and uploading of social media promo, including creating some additional promotional material like audiograms. So let's dive into those in a little bit more detail. So first up is graphics. So when I started, uh, I had one template with three different dimensions. So a square, a vertical, and horizontal. So I've kind of got all the potential places where this graphic could go covered by having those three different templates. These days, I actually have three templates and they each have three dimensions. So I can create nine distinct images. And these images, they can be used so not only for social media, but they're also for the episode cover art on the podcast host, um, the header image for the entry on my website, and basically anything else I might need them for. And these templates are designed so that they're kind of plug and play. So for every episode, I only need to open up the template and update the show title and the episode number. And that's pretty much it. And I do use Photoshop for this, but in the past, um, and it's something I'm going to revisit and maybe I'll go back to this, but the templates in the past, I had them in Canva and then it just made it easier for multiple people to access them. So nothing to say it can't be done in Canva. It's just right now I happen to be doing it in Photoshop. So I'll create basically those nine images for that episode. And in case you're wondering why don't the graphics, why aren't the graphics part of your monthly batch process? Because I am a little bit notorious for changing the titles <laughs> of my episodes last minute. I do some um, like copywriting SEO research to to look at the best titles and last minute sometimes I come up with something that is way better and so I don't want to have to redo those graphics so I leave the graphics as part of my weekly process because I found that that actually saves me time. The next thing is to finalize the show notes and the publishing details. So remember when I said each episode has its own Google Doc where I put all the information about that episode. So I take, you know, whatever talking points and notes I have, um, I update it into real show notes. I make sure that if I mentioned any tools or resources that the links go into the resource section. And then there's other information in the, the Google Doc that is important not so much if I'm the one publishing it, but if one of my team members have, happens to be publishing it, or if I need to go back and reference something later, um, it's nice to have 
this kind of information in the Google Doc. So that could be things like, okay, what category was this blog post supposed to go under or what were the tags? Um, UTM parameters for outbound links. Uh, what did I want the call to action to be on this particular episode? Things like that. So that kind of additional informational stuff that when I was doing this 100% by myself, I was really lazy about putting that in. And then of course, if I had to go back, um, I had to do some digging to find uh, what I needed. And if my team members are helping me out, of course they need that info because they cannot read my mind, unfortunately. Then number three is a bunch of copywriting. So I write the copy for the email where I announce the new episode to my subscribers. And I write the copy for the social media posts all at the same time. Because again, it's like, okay, are you in a writing frame of mind? Sit down and write all of this stuff all at once. And of course, because you're talking about the same thing that I can often just write like kind of one blurb and then that forms the, the email copy that goes out. And then I just take it and I tweak it for social media. So every week when a new episode is published, that email goes out to my list as a heads up. And then I create the corresponding social media posts that also go out that same week after the email goes out. So that copy um, gets customized for each different channel it's going to. So there will be different lengths. Um, some have hashtags, some don't. Some have different hashtags or different amounts of hashtags. Uh, some posts might have emojis, some posts won't. So at the moment, uh, I'm posting to Facebook, LinkedIn, Google My Business, Pinterest, and Instagram. So I'm customizing posts for all those, but I'm doing all of that uh, at once. So you kind of come up with one basic promotional concept and then tweak it for those different mediums. And it's so much faster to do all of that at the same time. So that is the copy and the writing part. Next is the publishing. So actually getting all of this stuff online and ready to publish. So there's kind of two parts to this. My podcast is hosted on Anchor. Uh, it's easy to use. It automatically syndicates to all major platforms like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the things. Uh, and that's part of why I picked Anchor as my podcast host. Uh, also, because with the formal podcasting, it was new to me. And I wanted to make sure that it was as resource light as possible because I didn't know how it was going to go. So I liked that it was free. And then I thought, well, if I get really heavily invested in podcasting at that point, then I can, I can upgrade or move hosts if I felt that I need to. So essentially with Anchor, it's so easy to use. Uh, I upload the audio file. I copy and paste the show notes in, which includes the links. Uh, I upload that cover art image, and then you tell it when to, when to publish. So there's that piece. But ultimately, I want to drive people to my website, not to that podcast page. So I also want to make a podcast entry on my website, similar to a blog entry. And so... Right now that's happening on Squarespace, but I am 
in the middle of migrating my website and blog and podcast from Squarespace over to Kajabi where everything else is. So pretty soon we can replace all references to Squarespace to Kajabi. Uh, so the website piece, so I have a template on my website. So I copy it and that is my new podcast episode. Uh, and then basically I just grab the embed code from Anchor for the episode, pop it in the website template, uh, upload header image, cop again, copy and paste the show notes and the links and schedule it to be published. And the uh, episode on Anchor goes out just before the website link gets published. So then, so then at that point, it is online or ready to go online. The next step is that usability piece. So of course, this is completely optional, um, but I use a service called Searchy and it allows my audio and video content to be keyword searched. And once an episode is published on Anchor, it automatically feeds into Searchy where it's processed. So that little piece is very nicely automated. I might need to pop in to fix a typo. Like I know the one thing, if I say BSing for Brandy, um, the BSing part, it hasn't quite learned what that is yet. So I sometimes have to pop in and, and correct that in the transcript. But otherwise, it's super awesome. So essentially, um, you could be listening to an episode, but you could be seeing the transcript playing basically as closed captions. Uh, or if you wanted to go back to an episode, say you remembered I said something about, uh, we'll say you're like, oh, I remember she said something about Searchy, but I don't remember what episode it it was in. You can't tell from the episode titles where I talked about it, um, but you can pop into this this search widget that I embed in each podcast episode and just search for the word searchy and then it will bring up all the results just like if you were searching a blog uh, and then you can just listen to that specific thing or see the transcript for that specific thing. That's a nice little kind of like bonus thing I've decided to do for subscribers and listeners. Then we come to the straight up promotion. So that email copy that I wrote, uh, so that gets copy pasted into my email template uh, and gets sent to a segment of weekly subscribers. In case you're curious, I am also using Kajabi for my email. And then social media. So there's a couple different things in here. So to create the social media posts, so before I, I had already written the copy for the posts, but I also use a service called Headliner. And what it does is it automatically generates 60 second audiograms from my published episodes. So Headliner and Anchor are linked. When a new episode is created on Anchor, Headliner goes, oh, hey, there's a new episode there. It snags it and I have a bunch of templates and automation set up and it just automatically creates those audiograms for me and then I can go in and, and download them. And of course, like the graphics, 
the headliner templates are in the three different dimensions so that again I can share them I have because I have those three different sizes I can post anywhere and they won't look odd so I take those audiograms I take the copy I've written I take those graphics and then I can make a ton of different social media posts on multiple platforms and because I prefer to create evergreen content, having different versions of posts. So what I mean by different versions. So I'm going to have posts that just link to the website. I'm going to have posts with graphics in them. I'm going to have posts with the audiograms in them, which are short videos. Um, so even if they are promoting the same thing, it prevents my audience members from feeling like posts are repetitive because they're going out there in different forms of media. So I have all that stuff and what I use to schedule is Social Bee. Uh, and I picked Social Bee specifically because it is amazing for evergreen content. Now, of course, I can schedule posts for specific times to go out like one off, but I also can create categories of posts that recycle themselves on a repeating schedule. So I have a category that is just for podcast episodes. All the social media posts that I create for my podcast episodes go into this one category. And then I just tell it, okay, on this day of the week at this time and this day of the week at this time, send out a post from this category. Of course, the first time I publish an episode, I do schedule. I'll, I'll say send, send these posts out, um, you know, like on a specific date and time. And then after that, they go back into the queue and then it gets kind of randomized after that. So that is my entire podcasting system as it looks today. Um, I'm often... I'm often tweaking things as either as I discover new tools or tweaking things as something in my business has to change and therefore my, my process has to change. So of course, it's like all my workflows, it's, it's kind of a living document, uh, but it's a, good, it's a good base if you are trying to start a podcast and you're finding it difficult to be consistent or you don't know what order you should do things in or you don't know what tools to use, uh, take what I've done and, and try it out and then tweak what doesn't work for you um, because that's essentially what I do every day. <laughs> so that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com along with the show notes and links to the resources I mentioned today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.